Welcome to the Rev 411 podcast. We're glad you've joined the conversation as we discuss purposeful living, living life with purpose and on purpose so that we can make a difference that matters. We would love it if you would listen, have a think, and send us your thoughts about today's discussion. And together we can help each other revolutionize the way we live. All right. Well, welcome back to the Rev 411 podcast. And it's a pleasure to have you guys listening once again. Today, we've got a special episode coming from the National Baptist Fellowship in Werribee. And I've been able to connect with a fellow brother in Christ named Ben Hookie. Hockey. Hockey. Okay. And uh, just been a blessing to get to meet him, get to know him a little bit and hear a little bit about his life. And so he's going to share uh, a little bit how uh, God has worked in his life. Um, and we'll first get to know him a little bit. And then uh, I guess the story of how God has has given him purpose and direction in life. So Ben, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you. And uh, so just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. First off, where you're from, uh, how old you are, what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm from the Catherine Northern Territory um here in australia here um lived around the region my whole life um grew up on cattle stations um pretty much yeah my whole life there so um yeah we from the age of oh zero to 16 um moved around a lot i think it was about 22 23 different cattle stations in the course of yeah, 16 years. Um, so, yeah, and then I've obviously grown up in a Christian family. Um, being so remote, um, church life was more or less non-existent. Um, so, yeah, grew up in, on cattle stations. Um, and, yeah, that's about the childhood. There you go. Uh, that's that's really awesome to, uh, you know, th- I think this conference is really the first time I've connected with people from the North, Northern Territory. Uh, so it's it's kind of interesting to hear about the differences in life between, uh, you know, I'm, I live here in Melbourne, city life. And then, um, yeah, so that that's an interesting dynamic, how you talked about church being, um, well, non-existent. So um explain that a little bit you know how did that um like what why is that the reason in northern territory and then how did that uh you know how did your parents work through that i guess um that dynamic yeah well it's pretty much um the northern territory um the church movement is very non-existent so you'll find in the northern territory um there was years ago a COC and an AOG, I believe, movement that kind of went through the territory. So you you do find um, Christian principles in the Northern Territory. Um, you have obviously quite quite a number of Catholics. You get Jehovah Witness, Mormons. Um, you find a lot of people. In the Northern Territory, have um, all had some kind of Christian background. If they know about Christians, lots of times you find it's a negative sense. They don't 
um, yeah, it's a lot of the times you, you, when you're talking to people, trying to witness to people, um, a lot of them have heard the gospel and they've all had a, in the past um, a run-in that has rub, rubbed off negative for them. Um, so, and you find also a lot in the Indigenous, um, in the Northern Territory, um, a lot of them from the AOG and CRC movement, uh, a lot of the elderly ones do have um, Christian values. Um, a lot of the younger generation, it, it's it's not as existent. Um, but yeah, so the I guess the the reasoning there's no um, churches, um, so it's it's really hard to find a, a good fundamental church. Um, there's there's besides the church I go to, which is in Catherine, uh, Savannah Way Baptist. There's one good church I I know of in Darwin, um, which is Territory Baptist. Um, there's not. There's not many other churches I've found, um, I guess you, if you want to say outside of the Baptist circle that have um, good good values. There's there's one or two, but um, it's just a very hard thing to find. I find that the territory is very much made of um, pretty much the, the outcasts of society. Um, you get people from all walks of life. A lot of people move to the territory for... Um, the, the the money the work side of things it's um the main industry is uh, cattle and mining um and there's there's quite a lot of money in that so a lot of people you find will move to the territory for a short period normally with about five years at the at the most um and they'll make a coin and then, then move back to where they've come from um, but you do get a lot or quite a few that do stay um and yeah they're, they're very hard people to talk to um so i guess growing up um in my family yeah mum and dad were obviously christians and and raised us um the best they could um i don't come from a baptist background mum and dad were um from your i think it was aog or coc um they the church they came from um, mum and dad from Queensland. Um, yeah, so dad got a calling at a young age to move out to the bush um, and work on work on cattle stations. Um, and he thought that's where God wanted him to be, um, to minister out there. So out on cattle stations, you're, you're quite remote. I think the most remote one I've lived on was nine and a half hours hours from one town and almost eight from another it was the most remote cattle station in the world um and yet you have no one no one around you um whatsoever um so yeah that was just one of the stations we lived on and so you, you don't necessarily have the ability to be able to just dra drive the church every sunday um so i guess growing up um obviously we had we had bibles and you know, on on cattle stations, work is the main mm -hmm. thing. You're you're quite busy often, um, so we didn't we did as much as we could get time to do our family devotions. But very often it was um, you would just be encouraged to do it in your own time. But um, yeah, it's about about my upbringing, how it was, right. um, and a bit more about it. Yeah, no, that's uh, very interesting. 
to hear the difference of life there. And, um, but you know, I'm thankful that, uh, there are people like your dad that feel the call to go out there and, and, um, you know, hopefully through those connections that he gets, he's able to, to be at least a lighthouse, a witness to people out there. And then thankful for your church being out there as well. Um, so, uh, that's a little bit about your, your background, your upbringing. Uh, tell us a little bit about now and how God's guided you through life. I think you told me you started a business. Yep. Uh, God's allowed you to do that. So, uh, just tell us a little bit about, uh, how God has unfolded that for you in your life. Yeah. No, so pretty much at the age of, um, 16, uh, we moved in from the cattle stations and started to live in Catherine where we are now, uh, where my family is now, um, from 16 through to 17, I went contracting um, back to cattle stations with my dad and one of my brothers. Um, we did that for yeah, almost two years. We had the pandemic come through um, and that put an end to the contracting. We, we weren't able to travel um, for work anymore. Um, so pretty much through, through the pandemic, you know, no one went anywhere. Um, after the, the pandemic, we, we all decided to, to go our own ways and, um, just move on in life. I was meant to be going off and doing a heavy diesel mechanics apprenticeship. Um, and I was, I had lined that up in the, in the meantime, I had, um, started, started landscaping and, and gardening. Um, I had, I had developed quite a few health issues. Um, I was having a bit of trouble with my heart and it was just uh, messing around a lot. And um, so pretty much due to that, I lost um, the the opportunity to do a heavy diesel mechanics apprenticeship. So I decided to go full scale into my landscaping and gardening business um, and, and, and get that moving. Um, a lot during the time... Um, at that point in my life, I was had started to question a lot. I think a lot of young people um, do get do get it. You know, you you grow up in a. Um, I mean, I was a little bit different, but you grow up in a Christian family, and um, you know, you've heard the you've heard the gospel, you've read the Bible, and you kind of get a bit comfortable, I guess, in the normal. Um, you know, you just this is what we do. It's normal. Um, and I was kind of at um, that point in life. I was, um, I had moved out of home at this point. My parents had moved back onto a cattle station. I was, yeah, living with my brother. Um, the pandemic was still around. I, I was just at a very low in life. Like I had this job fall through, my, my dream job um, fall through. Um, and I, ha I had health issues. Like I, I would um I remember yeah just like collapsing multiple times just due to health and um it was just a very low point in my life and I guess I was kind of looking back and I w I was also struggling a lot with um my past and just thinking on it and um I'm I'm no different to to anybody I've made a a lot of mistakes in my life um and I have multiple regrets and I guess at, at that low in my life I was just you know at that point of just just going through and, and wondering like where am i in life what's what's my purpose like and i i was questioning a lot um 
my salvation and and like my my upbringing and who I was and um I I re remember um I remember reading um a, a piece of passage that was very very close to me um and it's it's Psalm chapter 118 verse 8 um, I remember finding this and it is, it says simply it is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man and um a bit of I didn't know this at the time but a bit of background on that verse I found out later on um Psalm a chap Psalm chapter 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible Psalm 100 and chapter 9 is the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm chapter 118 is the middle verse of the Bible, and Psalm chapter 118 verse 8 is the very middle hmm. verse in the Bible. And it simply says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Not too long after that, um, going through questioning everything, having health issues, trying to run a business. Um, yeah, I didn't have much of my family around because they had moved away. Um, we had a, I, I had started going to, to the church, which I'm in now, um, and we had a, an evangelist come through our church by the name of Randy Bain, um, which I, I respect very much. He's a great guy. Um, and he, his challenge was if, if this was the last time you heard this like do, do you know where you're going are you are you ready um and it i'd never thought of it before but i didn't know where i was going i didn't have a peace i didn't i didn't struggling with my my health i wasn't sure that if if i died for my health tomorrow am i going to be with the lord and it put me in a, a place and I've never been more scared in my life. Mm. And, um, yeah, so the evangelist had, had come through Catherine for about a week. We had a few different meetings. Um, and I remember the Sunday evening, um, that was kind of his theme. Are you ready? Do you know where you're going? And, um, I remember the Sunday evening he had a, an altar call, um, for all those to come, come forward. And I didn't go. <laughs> I I remember sitting there and I heard I had something nudging me and go to go up. And I was like, no, I'm not going. There's too many people here. It's embarrassing because you, you know you grow up, and when you grow up in a Christian home, which I do find is isn't this struggle, is you grow up around people who, it, you know, you've hung up, hung out with them enough that they expect you to be a Christian. You know, you've gone to church for like at that point in my life. I'd been going to church for two years. I'd been singing the the hymns. I'd been fellowshipping with everyone. I, you know, but inside you don't know that you're you. They don't know that you're questioning who you are, and it's in. I I found it very embarrassing to to. I I I wanted to talk to someone about this. Like I was having a lot of doubts and. But I found it embarrassing to go and talk to an elder or my mm. pastor. Like I couldn't talk to my parents. I, I wasn't talking to any of my family about it. And and you know, so it was it was at the altar call. I wanted to go, but I found it so embarrassing to to make that move and um you know, let your guard down because 
peer pressure as a young person is a huge thing. We we don't, you know, if if I had gone, that would have put me in such a, a position <laughs> in your friend group. Um, so I didn't go. I remember, and the next day I was I was there. So the the evangelist was leaving um, on Tuesday morning, and I remember. So on Monday I was there just working away, just. It was probably one of the roughest days of my life. Just had I had the weight of everything in my life. Mm. I had I had the verse like um, ringing in my head. Like it is better just to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Like it just like the 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 fear of death. Like it it had just brought me to such a place. Um, I I was just absolutely through with that day, and we had one more meeting that evening at our church with this um evangelist randy bain and i i remember i was so um scared i was so just worn down from the day and just my life and thinking for i could barely walk and i got to church and i said to him i said can we please catch up after the service and and he he said he he said he could and i remember just sitting there they had they had some songs and you know the the pastor our pastor Dave Cotton got up and he he wanted to you know he he made a um a time to share any blessings from the from the week of um that anyone had had and one of uh, um a, a young young boy I know um Joseph Wall um he was there sitting behind me and he's probably I think he's 12 this year so he would have been about 11 or 10 at the time and um he i remember him getting up because I, I i was having um second thoughts this whole time after having talked to the evangelist i was like no nah, i might just pass on talking to him actually it's, it's all good um but i remember having this young boy sitting behind me joseph wall and and he stands up and he goes you know what i got saved today and i was there thinking to myself if he can do it, I can do it too. Mm. And so after after the service, um, I went out and I went to the back room with, with the evangelist, Randy Bain, and I, I just said, I need to know. And he said, I've known the whole week. And it was then and there I um, gave my life to the Lord, and it was the, the best thing I, I ever did. Um, and the, the last thing um, I remember him saying to me was, um, um, tell everyone he told me and um that that's how i've been um living my life a lot a lot changed um directly after that so i was 17 when i got saved and and yeah a lot i was caught up in a lot i was doing a lot and <laughs> i i pretty much um uh, one of the things that i remember doing that evening getting home and i opened my spotify and I deleted hundreds of hours of music that I I listened to, and like just yeah over that over that course of week, just so much I was working on. I, I just gave it all to the Lord. I gave my business, I gave my friends, my family, my my music, my everything, my my struggles, my doubts, and um, you know, it 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 was the best thing I ever did, and um, so yeah, that that that's kind of. How I got saved, I guess you can say in a bit of bit of my testimony. Um, it you find that um, you know you get saved, it's amazing. But you wake up tomorrow, 
and life's still there. But um, you have a you have a peace knowing that um, you're not alone, and just the peace of um, knowing that if if you died, you know where you're going, and finally that feeling could be there forever. But um, we can't live off feelings; we have to live off knowing facts. Um, so yeah, that's that's a bit about my testimony there. Um, as for as for the business, so at at this point, the my business was still running. So at this point, I was um, still running it by myself. Um, I was starting to get to the point of um, needing staff, um, which of eventually this year I um, had I have employed a couple of people. Um, it's 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 grown into quite a quite a thing. Actually, I've never never even thought of it doing that um tying in a, a, at my age so i'm only i'm 18 this year um turn, turning 19 i've had my business running for about two two years now um i find it very difficult some days to run a business be a christian be young not act too old but you have to be mature running a business. It's a it's a very hard balance, and there have have been um, many. Or there was a time, probably about a year into running my business, um, when when you know you start to get the the numbers flowing through, you start to get the the dream equipment, and you start to get comfortable. And um, I remember there was a time. I, I got caught up in it um, when when it all start started going well, um, and it's 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 still a you know difficult um, and it's a it's a thing I, I'm constantly um, always pretty much every every start of every week I remind myself um, that if it if it gets to become number one in my life my business starts to take over then the business is <laughs> shutting down <laughs> but um like i try to remember like who i was when i started so obviously when i started my business i wasn't safe but soon as i um made that decision in my life and brought brought the lord along in my business um i i tried to make my business so i could witness to people because i i get to go around to a lot of different um houses i think i can go up to we can we can do about 50 houses a week um and that's just so we do we do a lot of things but um yeah landscaping business so but yeah about 50 lawns a week we can do up to um and um i i remember i would always use it to be able to witness to people um, because you're you're going to multiple different places and a lot of people, and um, so yeah, the the bigger I get, the more I try to remember who I was when I started, and um, to 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 find a balance of um, running a business and being a Christian at the same time. Um, but it's it's definitely a struggle as a young person, and it's a learning curve. But um, I'm getting there slowly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And uh, that's awesome to hear the work that the Lord's 
done in your your heart, obviously for your salvation. That's that's the greatest thing. Praise the Lord for that. Um, but then also to hear how uh, you're living your life in the purpose that God has created it for. Uh, ultimately, as you focus on sharing the gospel with others, uh, yeah, you're running a, a secular business, a, a landscape company, but you're using that for God's glory. And, uh, you know, that's awesome to hear. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody listening, uh, especially even our, our younger listeners, um, to, you know, first of all, uh, take care of the matter of salvation. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, you don't know that you're going to heaven when you die. Um, seek out your parents, a pastor, uh, someone that can help you get that settled. Um, and then um, if you do know Christ, uh, give your life to the Lord and use um, the talents, the abilities, the situation that God's put you in to uh, be a witness, to be a testimony, to be a help and blessing to others. Uh, so thank you, Ben, for sharing your testimony and uh, ultimately for uh, giving us a little glimpse into uh, God's glory and how he can work in and through us and make us into his image. So thank you for your time. If I could just say one more thing. Look, um, as a young person, you know, I know that we all, the world is very, very appealing to us and um you know, we can easily get caught up into it. But just one quick thing, I've I've learned a lot um over the last couple of years. The the things of the world will pass away very quickly. Um it it was only yesterday that I can remember being a young boy and now all of a sudden I'm eighteen. And um I've always looked at it um this way. Um we're we're all put in this game, this game called life. Um, for everyone can play and you can play it however you want. You can pursue whatever you want, but there's, the, there's only one right way to play it. And, um, and ultimately that's following the Lord and, you know, the things that have swelled are all going to pass away. The, 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 the money, the houses, the cars, the materials of this world, the, the music, it, it all, it all goes to nothing. When when we die, we're not going to have a coffin full of, of money and all our possessions and cars to all the Lamborghinis we own. They're all going to pass and we're going to leave them behind. And the only thing we can take out of this world is what we what we invest spiritually into it. And, yeah, so the, there's a, everyone can play the game called life, but the, the, only, the only way to play it is, is by following and trusting the Lord and and ultimately, the prize isn't isn't money and cars and fame and whatever. The prize is love, and and love love of the Lord. Like the the only things in this world I've found that have true value are Christ, your family, and your friends. Um, so as an encouragement, like make those your most important things in your life. Make Christ your center, and keep your family and your friends close. Stay in the Word daily. Pray. Um, one thing I always encourage my friends is to, to just daily put on the whole armor of God. And that is a hard thing to do. And like some days that the sword is heavy and the helmet's uncomfortable, but we have to, we have to daily put on the armor of God and face this world. And, and once the battle's done, once we've finished the game of life, ultimately the prize is just pure love. And that, that's why we're all here.
Awesome. And actually, you, you brought up again the importance of being in God's Word. And so, uh, again, to all the, the listeners, any questions you have, um, doubts, things that, that Ben dealt with, those, those fears, go to God's Word for answers. Pray, ask God for answers. And uh, Ben, would you mind uh, closing out the podcast, just reading that verse one more time sure. that you shared with us? Uh, that's very powerful. No, and sure. then we'll, we'll finish out the podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Sure thing. So it was Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Amen. Thank you.